Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 15th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming, and I'm going to keep telling it to you. I'm going to keep saying it to you, believe it. Greater is coming for you. Why? Because God made plans for you before the world began. And as you submit to those plans, as you die to self, success in Christ is not about more trying, because if it was about trying, you're trying to earn something by the sweat of your brow, you would have got there already. No, success in Christ is not about more trying is about more dying. So the more you die to self, the more you can become the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. We've been studying the life of David. Let's go back to it again today. This is Greater is Coming Part 25. The title of today's message is No Limit to What God Can Do Through You. There is no limit to what God can do through you. Bueno dia, Damari. God bless you. All right, no limit to what God can do through you. So let's talk about it. So we've been studying the life of David. David, what God did through David is fantastic. This whole story, David and Goliath, is, is more than just Sunday school. It applies to every aspect of our life. We think about it because we all face giants. And guess what? We, we are giant killers. And so as a young boy, David was standing before a giant and this young boy killed a giant of a man. Not only that, but the young boy had never been in combat and the giant of a man had been fighting for years, all his life. And it happened because it wasn't just David. It was God operating through David. It was God through David who killed Goliath. And I'm putting the emphasis on God. So it, while it was David who was there, yes, it was David who flung the, the, the stone through the slingshot. Yes, it was David who picked up the sword and cut his head off. But it was still God working through David. Yes, it was David that all of a sudden that when that happened, it's like the Israeli army snapped out of whatever you know trance they were in. And then they started fighting and they killed the Philistine army and it was a great national victory. All of that is great. And yes, God used David, but I want to put the emphasis on God. It was God operating through David. Now you may be thinking, now hold on, Rick, stop for a second. Yeah, okay, what's up? Wasn't it David? <laughs> Why do you keep talking about God? Shouldn't we give David the credit? Okay, okay. Was it David? Yes. Was it God? Yes. Both were involved. And this is how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live with this reality that if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. You are walking around with God. Like you are taking God with you into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity that you engage in on a daily basis. It was David operating under the unction of God. It was God flowing through David. It was both. And this lines up with the scripture that I shared with you yesterday. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 and 10. This is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. The Apostle Paul said, listen, God treated me with undeserved grace. He made me what I am. I am who I am by the grace of God. And the grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. He's saying the grace that God deposited on me and in me and with me and for me it will not be wasted. Paul 
look back at everything that he was able to accomplish as a as an apostle, right? As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he acknowledged that, listen, first of all, I wasn't even worthy for the assignment. Like I, I wasn't worthy in the first place. I fought against the cause of Christ. I was on the wrong team. I was not worthy. Paul was saying, I am not a self-made man. I can't stand it when people are talking about, I'm a self-made man. What? No, you're not a self-made man. Especially if you're born again, you're a God-made man. God made Paul the man that he was. Paul had no problem saying, I am who I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. But then this is where it gets interesting. But then Paul went on to say, but to be clear, I worked harder than all the other apostles. Now, I worked my butt off, though, to be clear. I'm the one that went on four missionary journeys. I'm the one that wrote half the New Testament. I'm the, I'm the one that was beaten and shipwrecked and imprisoned. Yeah, yeah, I worked harder than all the other apostles. And it's like, boom, in one sense, Paul is putting all the emphasis on God, and then he shifts for a moment and puts the emphasis on him. Now, there's nothing wrong. I mean, basically what Paul was acknowledging is that for you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, it will require human effort. Like there, there has to be this alignment with your divine assignment, right? For you to maximize the purpose and the potential that God put inside of you, it, not, it won't be effortless, but it can be sweatless, right? But you have to do something right? A faith without works is dead. You're going to have to do something. Maybe you have to fill out that resume. Maybe you have to submit the application. Maybe you have to start that business and stop just talking about it. Maybe you have to write that book. Maybe you have, whatever it is, you have to go do it, right? There's something that you have to do, but it's still God through you because Paul went on to say, although, yeah, I worked harder than everybody else, but then again, it wasn't really me. It was the grace of God through me. So that last statement, that last statement that Paul made in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10 is really the dynamic I'm talking about. For you to, to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased, for you to be used of God to make an impact within your sphere of influence, is it God? Yes. Is it you? Yes. Is it you? Yes. Is it God? Yes. It's both of you, and it requires both of you, you being in sync with God, to leave a mark in this world. So that's why I'm talking about no limit to what God can do through you if you align with him. So what does this mean to you today? Now I'm about to start teaching. You ready? What does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning. Rid yourself of all distractions. Lock in four things. Number one, here we go. No limit living. Do you, look at me. Do you really, I mean, you talk about it, but do you really want to experience a life of no limits? No limit living is possible, but it requires human cooperation with the divine. Let me say that again. It requires a human cooperation with the divine. It requires a human alignment with your divine assignment. See, God has all power. God lives in you. God has all power. God lives in you. Remember, there's nothing God can't do. There's nothing, like nothing God can't do. God has ultimate authority. Like all authority has been given all authority is of God, right? And it was given to Jesus, his son, in the earth and even under the earth, right? So everything is subject to God's authority and he has all power and he lives inside of you and he made plans for you before the world began. So before you were born, he made plans for you. And these are plans for you to prosper, to, for, for you to experience divine success. So nothing and no one can stop the grace of God from operating in your life when it's flowing. When the grace of God is flowing through you, 
Nothing and no one can stop the grace of God. The only person who can stop God's grace is you. The only person who can stop God from flowing in your life is you. Why? Because for you to fully, for God to operate through your life, you must cooperate with him. Why is that, Rick? Well, it's because God is not going to force you to be blessed. You're not a puppet. God is not a puppet master. God is not making everything happen in your life. Don't get it twisted. Look at me. You know, be honest, you've ignored God a bunch of times. You've said no to God before. The Holy Spirit said, do this. You said, no, I ain't doing it. <laughs> so don't act like God is forcing you. God is not forcing you. God will not force you to be blessed. God will not force you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. You have to, it has to be an act of your free will. For you to walk out his plans, he wants you to submit to it because you want to do it. You got to do it because you want to do it. Now, if you ever get to the point where you're doing it because you want to do it, and you're, even when you don't want to do it, you want to do it, right? Even when like, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I want to do it because I know it's God's will. But I really don't want to do it, but I still want to do it because it's God's will. If you submit to God's will and you're doing it and then there's God flowing through you, at that point, God's grace is flowing to you and through you. And at that point, you are unstoppable. At that point, when it's God working in you, when it's God giving you the words and performing the work, when it's God flowing through you to, to accomplish his plans and purposes on this planet, you cannot be stopped because at that point, stopping you would mean stopping him and he cannot be stopped. So what you have to do is align yourself with God and submit to his plans and purposes and die to self and pick up your cross daily and follow him and you will be unstoppable. Once again, the only person that can stop God's grace is you. When you stop cooperating, God will stop operating because he honors your free will. But if you ever even get to that point, repent, stop. I'm sorry, God. Let me go back. And then once you repent and align yourself with God, you can experience the life of no limits. You can actually experience heaven on earth. Say amen to that. Number two, Focus on the miracle of today. Say today. You got to focus on the miracle of today. David grew up as a shepherd and he was called to be the king, right? So he's walking into the Valley of Elah behind him, shepherd, before him, king. But right now he's dealing with a giant, right? And so David could have easily allowed himself to get caught up in either looking back or looking forward thinking about his days as a shepherd, thinking about what God has called him to be as a king, but he needed to be focused on what was right in front of him, which was the giant. David was anointed to be the king, but it wasn't time for him to be king. And, and unfortunately, many believers, once God, you know that God calls you to do something, you spend so much time daydreaming about it that you're actually missing out on the miracle of today. You got to focus on today when it's time to focus on today right? So David walked into the valley of Elah ready to fight Goliath. It was not time for him to be looking back over his time as a shepherd. It was not time for him to be looking forward over one day that he was going to be a king. For him to be a conduit of God's power in that valley, he needed to be focused on that present moment. One of the hardest things for people to do today, for whatever reason, is to be present. They're always like, you talk to somebody, you, you notice it, even on a Zoom call. You're on a Zoom call, you're talking to them, they're, they're doing email. You're talking to them, they're, they're texting somebody. It's like people don't, like, stop, man. I can't stand it. If I'm talking to you and you're not looking at me, you're not paying attention, I just stop talking. They go, oh, it's okay. Keep, I'm listening. No, no. Well, you could do that with somebody else. But I value what I'm saying 
You need to value what I'm saying. If not, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to talk to somebody else. It's like people don't focus on the moment. You got to focus on your present moment. Many believers today live distracted lives. Listen, they are either looking back at the life they had, or they're looking forward at the life that they want, and then they're missing out on the life that's right in front of them. If you spend all your day looking back over the life that you used to have or looking forward to the life that you want to have, what about the life you have right now? I mean, like, focus on today. It's good. Listen, it's okay to contemplate on the past and to meditate on the future. Let me say that again. It's okay to contemplate on the past and to meditate on the future when it's time to do so. But when it's time to focus on today, you got to make the most of this present moment so God can use you today. Say amen to that. All right, number three, age is not an issue for God. Abraham was 75 years old when he got started. He was 100 years old when Isaac was born. You can make the argument that Abraham was too old. David was just 17 when he killed the giant. He was 17 when he got called to be the king of Israel, right? When he, was, he was a teenager when the fate of millions of people rested upon his shoulders. You can make the argument that he was too young. Abraham was too old. David was too young, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Age is not an issue for God. God can use anybody. If you're still breathing, if there's blood still flowing through your veins, then God can use you. God can use anybody. So you're not too old. You're not too young. It doesn't matter. If you can hear, if there's a little kid that can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, they can be used of God to perform the supernatural. They're not too young. Because it's not God, it's not them, it's God anyway, right? So don't let anyone despise your youth if you're young and like me. <laughs> and don't let anyone devalue your years and your experience if you're old. If you're still on this planet, at the end of the day, God has purpose locked up inside of you. Your job is to align with what God has assigned you to do and let God use you. Which leads me to my last point. Number four, last point for today. Look at me. If you are available, God is able, right? Say God is able. God is able to do what he said he would do, but you have to be available. The greatest ability is availability. God is not looking for your ability. He has, he can do whatever he wants to do. He has more than enough ability. He's looking for your availability. He wants you to submit to his plans and purposes. David saved Israel from a national loss. And then later he led the same nation to prominent victory and regional dominance, Right? And he did it by the grace of God. Paul. Now, when you think about Paul, Paul was a man who should, should have never been qualified to preach the gospel in the first place, but he did. He went on four missionary journeys. He wrote half the New Testament. You know why? Because he was available. David was available. God used him. Paul was available. God used him. Here we are reading what Paul said 2,000 years later. Why? Because Paul said, I may not have the ability, but I have availability. Moses. Moses was a man who committed murder with his own hands. He got out ahead of God. He knew that he was called to do something for the Israelites, but he did it in his own power. He messed up. He got exiled out into the desert for 40 years. But after 40 years, God called them back to the same nation that he grew up in, Egypt, and God called them to the people that he was called to lead. And he led millions of people out of bondage. Why? Because he was available to God. So here's my point as I close. Look at me. What's your story going to be? When people read the book of your life, what are they going to see? Is it going to be all about you or all about God? God wants to be, when people read the book of your life, God wants to be the star on every page. 
And I'm telling you, if you let God be the star and say, God, I don't need to be the star. You be the star. If you let God be the star on every page, you are going to live an amazing life. I mean, you will experience heaven on earth because you're making yourself available to God. There's nothing God can't do. There's nothing God can't do through you. The question is, will you let him? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I realize you've been trying (laughs) to work through me my entire life. I have not always cooperated with you. Partly because I didn't see myself worthy. And partly because I never opened my heart up wide enough to accept the fullness of your plans. But those days are over. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I believe what you believe about me. I am who you say I am. I enter this day confident that you would use me for your glory. I will make kingdom impact within my sphere of influence because I'm not the one doing it. It is you, Father. You live in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. Now together, you and me, me and you, we're going to change the world. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, come on now, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. God is just looking. God wants to do big stuff, you know, big plans. God has big plans for you and he wants to do big things through you, but you have to submit. You have to cooperate. Will you do it? Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.